21st century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen Do it Screams from the haters Got a nice ring to it I guess every superhero need his theme music Go one man should have all that power The clock's ticking, I just count the hours Stop tipping, I'm tipping off the power What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. So, the Sixers, before New Year's Eve, they were playing. They were they were playing in Portland against the Trailblazers, and before the game began, it was uh, announced that Embiid would be missing the game with some left knee soreness. And so, you know, you thought that that would make things a little harder. Um, you know, you, you, you let him run with it because, you know, no, other, no other option. Um, they came out of the gate pretty hot in that game. They, uh, they, gen- they generally, I thought played a pretty okay first quarter. Um, or at least the first half of the first quarter. And then things got really bad really fast. And it looked like as soon as they as soon as they saw as soon as they knew that there would be no Embiid, they sort of said, Alright, let's pull a plug, let's just mail this one in. We'll give it a we'll give it a run as long as long as we can stay with them, and then after that we'll just, you know, let it go. And Portland came in there and, and they basically said uh, we're not gonna let this one get away from us and, and get swept in a in a double header or a, a back to back. We just lost to Golden State and now Philly without their best player. We're gonna come out. So the Sixers were undermanned. Blazers were not gonna let it slip, and they came out. They took care of business. Blazers blew them away, one twenty nine to ninety five. The Sixers were down eleven after the first quarter. They were down thirty, and then twenty nine at halftime. They were down thirty nine at the end of the third quarter. And they were down by 34 when all was said and done. The Sixers, I would think, had their worst shooting night of the season. Um, shooting 35% from the field, 18, uh, 19% from 19% from three, 70 from the free throw line, not terrible. Only had 11 turnovers, but they committed 21 fouls. Um, they only had 18 assists to the Blazers, 28. They got out-rebounded by... Holy shit, they got out-rebounded by 23 rebounds. They only had 36 rebounds on the night. Portland had 59. They had 52 defensive rebounds to the Sixers, 27. Uh, the Sixers had nine, had nine offensive rebounds to the Blazers, 7. So what happened was... You know, pretty obvious. They came out, um, you know, licking their chops, ready to go, get an easy win, and the Sixers were just, like, looking to hang with them as long as they could. Um, their best rebounder was out of the game, obviously. So, uh, Jonah Bolden led them in rebounding. Wilson Chandler came in second place in rebounding. Jimmy had six assists with five points. Ben had 19 points, three rebounds, three assists. But... You know, not a lot of shots being made, and then that in tandem with only tw- uh, with, with allowing allowing the Blazers to get fifty two offensive rebounds, uh, fifty two defensive rebounds, 
in essence, the Blazers were able to hold them to no, to nothing on 25 extra possessions. And so the Blazers just blew them away. Um, it was a sleeper, but it's the kind of game where you just say, okay, you know, it's, it's pencil that in as a loss. Uh, no Embiid. They came out ready to go. Um, it is what it is. So tonight, that was that was two days ago. That was. Um, That was Sunday, the thirtieth. Sorry, uh, that was th- it was Sunday the thirtieth. Um, and the Sixers were in L.A. tonight to play those Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Embiid was available. He it was it was a game time decision. Ultimately, he decided uh, they decided he'd play about twenty minutes before tip off, and. Um, he looked outstanding from the from the get go. He had 15 points in the first quarter. Uh, he had, I think, he had 19 by halftime. Um, he had 28 in the game to go along with 19 rebounds. He really cooled off in the second half. Sixers led by by 13 after the first quarter. They led by uh, 18 at halftime. Clippers got it got it to 13 by the. End of the third, and then things got crazy in the fourth. Uh, two fights broke out in the fourth quarter. One between um, Joel Embiid and Patrick Beverly. Other between Jimmy Butler and Amy Bradley. Bradley and Butler were both ejected because it was a, l- a little bit of an aggressive encounter. Embiid and, pa- and Pat Beverly nearly, nearly needed to be... Um, Separated from each other. And as a result, um, you know, they were they were fine ultimately. But the game got chippy. The uh, the, the little uh, energetic fights that broke out ultimately sparked the, the Clippers to go on a big run. And they did get it. They did get it to... As little as, um, I think he got it to five. He got it to five. Um, but the Sixers held, held tight. They held on. And they pulled, they ultimately got the win 119 to 113. They improved 24 and 14 on the season, 8 and 11 away from the Wells Fargo Center. Clippers are twenty-one and sixteen now, twelve and six, in at Staples Center. So, we'll take a look at this game. The Sixers shot outstanding. Twelve made threes on twenty-six attempts for forty-six percent. Twenty-three of thirty-three from the free throw line. Not great from the free throw line, but with such a high. Sample, such a large sample size, um, you know, you're naturally going to have probably more misses. Um, they shot 48% from the field overall. The three-point shooting is ultimately what helped the Sixers win tonight. Um, they, they, they spread the floor. They were able to keep the, the Clippers at arm's length until the fourth quarter when, when all hell broke loose and, and the fights broke out and, and they lost their their leader and their best shot creator and Jimmy. Um, but... Not going to penalize them too much for that. 
Wilson Chandler, seven points, twenty-seven minutes. Um, I thought that he was surprisingly fine tonight. Like he didn't do anything special. He was just he was okay. I thought that there uh, there were times where I got where he got the ball and I cringed because I thought, oh, that's a bad spot for him. Uh, he's either gonna turn it over or he's gonna get blocked or whatever. And he actually was able to stay with it and finish the possession and score or what have you. MB just owned uh. The Clippers throughout twenty eight and nineteen, as I said, with with three blocks, he did not commit a foul until the until the third quarter. Although once Jimmy got ejected and things got a little bit chippy, um, he scrambled a little bit. Ultimately, committed five fouls in the game, all in the second half. Um, but he really dominated all throughout the game. Obviously, it's something something seems to happen at halftime where he doesn't quite know how to handle the adjustments that teams make for him. And so they'll double him to open the third, and then he he's tasked he's tasked with um, with ultimately making a read on the double team, and that's something he has to get better at. Period. That's just how it is. Um, but he, you know, he he did play. You know, he 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 was the go-to guy tonight. He did a good job with with um, with. You know his usual, um, his usual dominant on, dominant on the boards. Fifteen defensive rebounds tonight. Uh, he did have five turnovers, so that was a problem. Most of it in the second half, but again, I think it's a it's an extenuating circumstance because they didn't have Jimmy Butler in, in late in the late in the fourth quarter. So scrambling, trying to figure things out, and the Clippers are making a run, so it gets tight. Um, but he, you know, 20, 35 minutes in return from left knee soreness would have liked to see him play a little bit less so they could have blown them out. Um, but nothing we can do about it now. Um, be interesting to see how he comes, how he plays tomorrow. He and Ben Simmons did have a little bit of an altercation, or not, really, not even in that, just like a little bit of a moment in the, I believe, the third quarter. I want to say they they were both going for a rebound, and uh, Ben hit him in the face. I think. And Joel screamed, uh, "Why is uh, uh, why is he fighting for a fucking rebound?" Something like that, along those lines. Uh, it was said. It looked like things were getting a little bit feisty between them. Not really as much on Ben's side. Just Embiid was mad. Ultimately, I think they figured it out. They were fine in the end. Um, but you know, just something to watch for, and. I, well, I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even want to promote that idea that's something to watch for, just, uh, you know, a storyline to just store in the back of your mind. Um, Simmons, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal on block, 4 turnovers, 3 fouls. I thought that he actually played a uh, a much better game than he did. Or at least from what the stats show, because he looked just like he was going to dominate the game in the first quarter. He was racking up all, you know, rebounds, uh, points, assists, left and right. And he got really quiet in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. He began the game taking two jumpers. One was a uh, was a turnaround fading jumper from the base, from the, from the, from the free throw line as the shot clock expired, airballed. Um, but... And then another one was from the far corner. It was, a, it was like a little pull-up. Um, 
pull up long two. He missed both, obviously. Um, but you know, just to see him take him, take the shots was encouraging. A little more confident, picking his spots. Um, it's fine. That's fine. That's fine with me. Let let choose your spots. Take, but just please take jumpers because when he did shoot him, the entire offense opened up. The floor spread a little more, and it made things flow much better. He wasn't making them, but he just took two of them, and it changed things um, drastically for a couple of minutes for the Sixers. Redick was very good in the first half. 18 points on the game. Four made threes for him. Um, I thought he just came out and executed. He was he was fairly quiet in the in the second half. I thought, um, but he came out and he made and he made shots when, when needed, and that's all I ask of him. I know he's been a little bit efficient inefficient this year. I think he's getting back on track because he's had a couple of good games in a row. Uh, so hopefully he's getting back to where he was comfortable last year, and where he's you know where he's making those shots because they they do need him to shoot uh, as 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 great as possible. But, um, you know, 18 points, 4 of 8 from 3, good night for JJ. Jimmy had his one of his better games he's had in a while, probably probably since the, um, the Boston game. 16 points in 29 minutes, 5 of 13 from the field, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, he's definitely more passive in the recent weeks uh, since, he, since, I guess, um... Yeah, everyone everyone has to sacrifice a little more, and I think part of it is he doesn't want to piss anybody off. He doesn't want to um, he doesn't want to create any controversy. So he's just he's trying to pick his spots. And uh, you know it is tough for it's tough for everybody. Tough for Joel. Tough for Ben. Tough for Jimmy. But I think um, you know I think there are going to be games where Ben does very little. Joel does very little. Uh, Jimmy does very little. That's just part of figuring it out as a big three, um, and that's how that's, that's how success is ultimately found in this league is with big threes. And so, and so, and so, because you have this big three. You now have to accept the fact that there that you're going to be games where you're wondering why a player isn't doing more. And so the last couple of nights, Jimmy hasn't necessarily been himself, but tonight I thought he showed a little bit of a, uh, a more aggressive side. 16 points for him tonight. As I said, um, he did make a, a clutch three from the far corner. Step back over Harrell. It was the same shot that he's hit two game winners on, and, and he nailed it. So I think it just shows that he's practiced that shot so much, and he sort of has it down pat where he's confident in it, and, and it's money for him. Um, that's it. For, that's it for the starters. For the reserves, I the, the stats won't won't show this, but I thought they played a pretty good game tonight. Um, McConnell led the way with 28 minutes played. He had 11 points, three assists, two rebounds, four steals. Uh, he did have three turnovers that I kind of noticed, so they're probably pretty bad. Um, but he's shooting the ball with tremendous confidence. I think he's up to 56% from the field this, uh, this year, which is outstanding. 
Um, Mikey Muscala, or no, no, Jonah Bolden actually played 15 minutes. He was great. He was he was the g- player of the game. I thought outside of obviously Joel. Um, Bolden, Bolden had nine points and six boards, one block, one turnover, only one foul. He had a really good game tonight in 15 minutes. Um, a huge putback dunk late in the fourth quarter to sort of extend the Sixers to extend the Sixers lead. And I thought that he just kind of showed that he could be a viable role player on this team that provides some depth, and they will take whatever depth they have. He has definitely earned himself some more minutes in this rotation because he played a really sound game tonight. Uh, Mascala, 10 points in 13 minutes for him, five boards, um, four of seven from the field, two made threes. He... I think he's a lot softer than I thought he was. I thought he was tough at first. He's a, he's pretty soft. Commits a lot of fouls, um, a lot of soft fouls at that. And he just doesn't he does just he doesn't make spot up shots. Like he Ben Simmons got him a, a wide open look from the close wing early in the game. And he just you know he, he frantically rushes to the shot, and he and he and he was long with it. Take two dribbles, you know, set your feet, take a dribble, and let it fly, and you get yourself set. And, and comfortable. You don't have to rush it. Um, I think he just—he's you know, not a consistent shooter, and they need that off the bench. Shamit, uh, three points in thirteen minutes, two rebounds, four fouls. In part of it was foul issues with him tonight, because he just couldn't hold his own against guys like Harris and um, Harrell when they switched onto them or Gallinari. It's a tough. It is a. It is a very athletic big team the Clippers are, so it does present some matchup issues for him. Um, but I think that Brett Brown just doesn't trust him all the time yet. He only gave him 13 minutes tonight. Um, and, you know, whatever it might have been, matchups, fouls, whatever. Um, I spoke on TJ already. He was great, led the bench, with, not only with the with the energy plays as per usual, but just giving that spark in terms of points. I think Brett Brown must have said to him at some point, um, I need you to shoot more when you're in the game because you're my only reliable, consistent option off the bench. And I think he's taking that to heart because he's been shooting a lot more over the last couple games. Um, Cork Maz played 12 minutes. He was basically inept. Um, one of six from the field, three points, two rebounds, one assist, one turnover. He's just so damn slow and he can't defend anything. Um, I think he is at best, at best, a diamond in the rough for this team. I don't really see a future for him in the NBA because he doesn't defend too slow, not not really that athletic, um, and that doesn't build, that's just like, that's like the, the, the devil for NBA teams. So I don't see where he's gonna fit too much longer. I think that he wouldn't be even in. I know he wouldn't even be in, wouldn't even be in the rotation if they had any kind of viable bench. Um, but doesn't matter tonight. The Sixers win it one nineteen to one thirteen. They sweep the season series from the Clippers, um, and they will be in Phoenix tomorrow night playing the Suns, who are nine and twenty, who are nine and twenty nine on the season. And B versus Aiden rematch. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they deal with Devin Booker, but 
Um, the difference tonight in this game against the Clippers, well, for one, I look at Avery Bradley. They, they, they held Avery Bradley to, to, uh, to six points. They held Shea Gildas Alexander to eight points. They held... Well, Beverly doesn't really do shit. He just sort of like aggravates and irritates you, and then he makes a corner three once in a while. He's not really anything special at all. He's bad, actually. Um, Lou Williams, 31 minutes, 22 points for him, 8 of 19. Um, Tyrone Wallace played five minutes, scored two points. The guards really didn't kill the Sixers tonight, which was a, which is a big development for them. Um, I don't know that they played them really well. I thought that they just missed a lot of shots. Did the Clippers, and uh, you know, they'll take it. They'll take it any way you can get it. But the bottom line is that they were able to. They were able to sort of keep. They were able to prevent Lou Williams from getting hot, and they were able to prevent the other guards from from getting hot too. And ultimately, that was the difference in the game. Montrell Harrell had twenty points off the bench for them. Lou had twenty two. The Clippers have two of the top four scoring bench players in the NBA, so they scored right about on their on right about at their average. Well, Gallinari at twenty one and Tobias Harris at twenty one. Um ultimately this game, the difference in this game was three point shooting with one difference, five made threes for the Clippers, twelve for the Sixers. Clippers made the same number of shots and they made one more free throw. But the difference in this game, as it really usually is when Embiid plays, is that the Sixers had a 14-rebound advantage tonight. Um, also had a, also had a 7-assist advantage. The turnovers, the Sixers had 20 to the Clippers, 13. Clippers committed 29 fouls to the Sixers, 28. So the, yeah, the difference was the, was the rebound advantage the Sixers had. They had five more offensive rebounds, and they had um, nine more defensive rebounds to equate to a 14 rebound advantage. They held the Clippers to one and done possessions and they were able to come back and make their own shots and able to they're able to bury them early and therefore stave off the comeback later in the game once Jimmy was out. And you know the Clippers do have some bangers down there in the paint. With with Gortat, with Bar- with Marjanovic, with Harrell, but they don't have a ton of skill on their team. They have a lot of second and third tier firepower, but they have nothing from the first tier. And um, you know, they, they they fight you tooth and nail. They really do. They're they're not a terrible. They're not a bad team. Um, but ultimately, the, the the better team won this game tonight, and they did it by staying resilient on the defensive glass, holding the box outs, and securing those boards, and then coming down and executing their offense and making shots. Clippers missed a lot of shots tonight, and ultimately the Sixers were able to come down, come down and bury, bury threes. The seven point, the seven made three pointer advantage for the Sixers plays in their favor in this game tremendously. And um, they they simply took care of business early on. 
the Clippers can't. Well, Clippers gave him gave him a good fight, and they were able to hold on to it, and it just came through rebounds. They t- they turned the ball over. They 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 made bad mistakes. They had bad moments, but they did they they stuck with their principles, limiting limiting corner threes, rebounding the ball, executing little things, talking over screens, switching on defense correctly, um, and they stayed together and they executed down the stretch, and that was how they closed the game out ultimately. Like I said, it will be in Phoenix tomorrow for a game against the Suns that will wrap up their West Coast roadie. They will be um, the Suns are nine nine twenty nine the season five and fourteen at at their home court six or twenty four and fourteen eight and eleven away nine p.m. start so we'll be here much earlier tomorrow night thank God um, and it should be after another Sixers win. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. There's also a tab puller, a vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is spelled with a K. For more information, or for 10% for 10% discount on all products, enter the code Trust the Cobra 10. All caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. 2019, actually, now, because it's the new year. Um, Sixers win it tonight, 119-113 over the Los Angeles Clippers. Improved to 8-11 on the road, 24-14 on the year. They will be back. On, on the court tomorrow, this time at Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix, Arizona, playing the Suns, who are 9-29. Uh, it should be a fun game, rematch of Embiid versus Aiton, and the homegrown Mikhail Bridges will be on the court once again. Um, it'll be intriguing to see how they game plan for Devin Booker, maybe going with a, with a, a soft or a hard hedge. Um, but we, we shall see, and we shall see, hopefully, and likely after a Sixers win. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we'll be back with more action tomorrow night after the final buzzer sounds.